0: welcome to mr podcast with claude and justin we are back discussing the dear homes mystery series uh talking about the november 2022 case uh the case of the missing astrolabe <laughs> what happened to the astrolabe where did i put that astrolabe <laughs> where's my I astrolabe, astrolabe? show laid it down here, and now it's Astro gone. <laughs> um, all right, so we we've covered um, l- uh, case letters one and two. Uh, the first one uh, was from a really innocent sounding man, who's just a, a a mathematician who's got misunderstood you know, misunderstood mathematician, uh, who just uh, was unfortunately working for Professor Moriarty. And now everybody knows Moriarty is a is a is a uh, top criminal, and his reputation has now been ruined, and he can't find a job. And he went to go get a job, or sorry, he went for a job interview, and then an astrolabe went missing, and all the fingers in academia were pointing to him.
1: <laughs> all <laughs> the fingers in academia,
0: because <laughs> nobody else cared in the world. <laughs> Uh, no I it's think, true yeah the higher-ups like nobody yeah. gave a
1: shit it was this one constable who worked for the university yeah, yeah. and the, the professors hanging the,
0: around yeah uh, the dean doesn't care nah, <laughs> nah. Like, nah. you, the you handle cares. it I'm just I'm
1: not getting involved <laughs> in this
0: yeah so the second letter was from the constable in question here uh, Bentley Salo and uh, he basically said, Hey, Mr. Holmes, don't worry about anything, I know what happened. It was that dastardly UN Funakan, uh, and he Funa could steal that astrolabe, <laughs> and uh, and he
1: Funa did, When he
0: Funa did. <laughs> and uh you should funa arrest him <laughs> um so that's kind of where we left off we of course have a a a cast of characters here that that could be suspects uh we've got um Yuen's former friends and colleagues at the university we've got a uh what's what's her name the uh the charwoman not chairwoman
1: charwoman yeah Elsie uh northcott uh, yeah i
0: believe sounds like a criminal to me uh yeah i couldn't Uh, agree more she's the one who who discovered the case was missing after earlier not seeing any any she had a key to the case to it yeah Um, um and uh then we've got the two professors uh one of which was playing music very loudly which could have hidden the sound of a case yep. Of broken yep
1: yeah that's right that's right
0: uh that yeah. was strange
1: yep Yep. um yeah there were two uh one of them like said i forget who that was said like he passed by the area mm-hmm. but he didn't actually verify that he didn't see any
0: broken glass but he didn't yeah. like check that they that the uh Astralade was still there I
1: yeah like. yeah yeah so that opened up the possibility that it was actually already gone at that point mm-hmm. uh which which you know uh would make that obvious answer you know something to do with this char woman and you know because she had the key Uh and you know maybe she's in in cahoots with with one of them or or both of them i remember one of them was had this kind of like
0: me too me too
1: harassment stuff uh insinuated uh so you know i don't know if that has anything to do with it but uh it seemed like a weird detail to throw in so um uh, and then there was, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, the constable himself, uh, yep.
0: you know, there's some weird stuff with the soot. Um, he and... protested too much about his sleeve being torn. And let's,
1: yeah, let's not forget the torn cuff and yeah. the uh, cigarette case with the numbers on it, which... Yep. Uh, you know, he mysteriously eight, did 15, not mention
0: 2342. exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, does it mean something? I don't know.
0: Maybe it's just a serial number for his cuff, <laughs> <laughs> or it kiss. might be Sorry. for his cigarette case. Yeah, yes,
1: yes. Uh, and uh, and we had um this mysterious jeweler uh theodore wicks uh, oh yeah they name check the jeweler names at the end and it's like okay um you know uh why you know you just have to ask the question like why give a name to a character if there's no relevance you know so it makes me think that character will
0: come up again
1: um yeah a
0: name in the first act goes off in the third i heard
1: yeah hey (laughs) that sounds like a genius said that um, <laughs> Whoever said that was a genius. <laughs> oh, and there's also the question of like, well, why is there so much glass? And mm-hmm. and another question is, who put the stone there? You know, in in place of that? Uh, tree, yes, you know? the
0: rough stone.
1: Yeah, why was the rough stone there? And was it verdigris or was it Ooh. green? <laughs>
0: Was it gray or green? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a question. It was brown. Yeah, it was that was the green color from oxidation and rust because it was copper?
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Which is what that's supposed to be. So, yeah. like, that's just a weird element. Like, like the first letter, you and this, you know, saying like, oh, that must have been used to break the the case, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Like, the inspector doesn't even, or the constable didn't even say that,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm not... Yeah, it seems like it's a message.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's something, so, like, I feel like that's a big question mark. Like, what does that have, you know, whoever's really guilty, like, why did they put that there? Is it even possible that whoever put it there didn't steal the astrolabe, and there's some, you know, complicated thing going on where it was stolen and then the case was broken and the thing was put in or it was stolen. The case was broken. And then the thing was put in. Those are Mm -hmm. sort of different. Um, You know, just like how many people were involved in the operation, you know, or is it one person, you know, I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of open questions about these (laughs) characters and who did what. And I really have no idea what to expect from the third letter it'll be interesting to see like what they pick up you know and what they don't mention and you know how it sort of elaborates things i mean Mm -hmm. like i remember in the second letter like it was kind of a shocking revelation that ewan had been working as a chimney sweep yep um, he left it out
0: conveniently
1: and never mentioned that yeah it's strange it's like it's like was he embarrassed
2: Mm-hmm. That he was
1: doing that is that what we're supposed to think? And he didn't want to admit it to the great Sherlock Holmes.
0: The half of his letter was about him trying to find work, but he, you know, he was obviously trying to find work at, in academia, but right. he didn't have a job apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to-
1: and you would think that would like contribute, like, like if he isn't just too embarrassed to admit it you would think that would contribute to his story to be like I'm so desperate I just had to like sweep the chimney to be able to stay in this place to, to do the center you know like that just feels like an obvious thing to say for sympathy and so it's it makes me think that yeah either he's super embarrassed by it or uh, the constable's actually lying I mean that that's yeah. the only other explanation that makes sense to me like that wasn't even true and it's some kind of frame up or whatever like you know like there, there's some kind of weird thing going on there so mm-hmm. like I'm just I don't know supposedly there was soot found you know at the scene but you know I I mean could someone else have taken it maybe someone else found out he was doing that uh, if it wasn't the constable but it's I mean it's really weird if it's the constable but I do think this is the kind of story where that's not out of the question
0: yeah I mean I've heard of sex in the city but not crime in the city <laughs> All right. Wow. Please forgive,
1: please forgive me. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, that pun. Oh my God. That pun hurts.
0: It's barely a pun. Oh man. Crime um, in the city. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. I've heard of insidious crimes, but not insidious crimes. <laughs> okay that's the last one until i think of another one okay so let's see i have just cracked open case letter three and i I have just electronically mailed those to you i have Uh, just
1: electronically received it and electronically so opening it right now
0: so one of the cool things i didn't i didn't know was going to be a part of this um uh experience of the dear home series is is actually the experience of opening the letters and seeing who they're from because before you can read the letters it tells you something about what's to come and so the second letter was a surprise because it came from a different person related to the case it came from the constable instead of the person who was accused uh who sent us the first letter so this letter justin as you as you're seeing right now case letter three is even extra interesting because it's two separate letters
1: oh shit i just went to the end and i'm like oh wait that doesn't make any sense and then yeah it's,
0: it's two letters. not only the two letters but guess what it's letters with the same uh letterhead from the cheshire constabulary and right. from the same date so i think i haven't read them yet but i think it's from is it from two different constables no that's not true no, I, it's from, should I tell well, you? I don't know, it's a secret. <laughs> or are you going to read it? I don't know.
1: I see who it's from. I
0: see who it's from as well. Okay, so I guess we'll spoil the mystery. The first letter is from uh, Ewan, the suspect. Ewan
1: again, And the yep.
0: second one is from Albert Tierney, who I don't know who this is. Have we heard who is before? introduced
1: in the first uh, first sentence of the first letter, uh, who's apparently a lawyer.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. that's why they're sent together on the same date. OK, cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess I guess the, the the what we're supposed to believe is it's sit on Cheshire constabulary letterhead because he's in jail.
1: Being held there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the idea. Okay,
0: cool. I thought I was getting really nervous because I thought two different constables were gonna be like, hey, I'm (laughs) the real constable. Yeah, don't believe the (laughs) other constable believe me. (laughs) Don't believe his lies. If you get a letter from a different constable, he's lying.
1: (laughs) There's no other constable but me. Yeah, uh and it it I just looked at letter two and it does match pretty well uh what letter two looked
0: like. Okay. Oh, uh, did you do the
1: forensics? So, yeah, I was just doing some like forensics. You got your
0: magnifying glass and Yep. made sure it
1: all yep. matched. Okay,
0: good.
1: I just wanted to see, you know, is that what it looked like? And it, it is. So, you know, I will tentatively uh, believe uh the the source of these letters Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'll believe what they say but well um... i'll I'll
0: just note one difference between the letter case letter two which came from the constable and the case letter three which came from you when it is a lawyer is on the letterhead on case letter two from the constable the date was handwritten 3 may Mm -hmm. and it was typed uh in the letter yeah from case letter three so maybe that, see that. maybe that means nothing maybe it yeah. means everything <laughs> so just yeah. i think since, since there's two letters uh i'll read one and you can read the other um okay yeah
1: i was gonna ask you and me to read them this time since you were yeah uh, we could, had to read them last time we could, but we can split if you want that's we fine we can
0: split them up that way we both have a 50-50 chance of understanding
1: what's happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll have to go over it again anyway, and yeah. I'm sure we'll go over it again regardless of who reads what. So, right. anyway, yeah, that you wanna, you, That sounds like... You cool. want to read the first one? Shall I start? Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, all right. Telegrams, Chester Post Office, Cheshire, Constabulary, 142, 4 Gate Street, Chester, 5 May, 1895. So, this is... um two days after the previous letter Mm -hmm. okay here we go dear mr holmes i deeply appreciate your retaining mr tierney to represent me when providence allows it i will repay you for your kindness by now you've certainly heard of my arrest last night and some account of the events that led to it per mr tierney's Okay. Instructions. I am putting down on paper the day's events from my perspective. Didn't you already do that? In hopes that, sorry, I won't comment that much. In hopes that you might be able to glean some detail I've overlooked and refute the charges leveled against me. On the night of my arrest, I'd been in my room at the Adelard Arms, really more of a rented closet, for over two hours. (laughs) The room has just enough space for a narrow, lumpy bed and a few hooks for clothing and a small pine table to hold a jug with, quote, drinking water, so rusty and opaque that I wouldn't drink it if I were dying of thirst. It was on that lumpy bed that I sat working on a proof to keep my mind sharp for prospective employers when Constable Sallow began pounding on my door. This was moments before eight. My only visitor before that had been the chambermaid at close to seven. She's a lovely girl who just moved here from Wales last week, though that didn't make the pitcher of fresh, quote, fresh, cloudy water she delivered any more appetizing. Opening the door, I demanded to know why the constable was calling at such a late hour. He answered, a little bird told me something about you, Fenuken. Then demanded to search my room for the stolen astrolabe. I was irritated, but knowing I didn't take it, I embraced the opportunity to clear up the matter. The constable went through the clothes I'd hung up, mostly some plain shirts and my quote work trousers, and then asked me asked me to show him the bags I'd traveled with. I did so, opening the lid of my old leather trunk, and he verified it was empty, save for a booker book and two
0: a book and two. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a book and two of my journals. For, sorry, for I... a book, it should have a comma and two of my journals.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's what mess me up there. Okay, sorry, a book and two of my journals. I demonstrated that a sack in the corner of my room was full of soiled clothing. He rifled through the sack, then proceeded to inspect the bed, nearly stomping on my toes as he pushed past me. Listen,
0: this guy with... did it. He just—he's just so like upbeat. <laughs> like, he did it. Like I don't care anymore. <laughs> with
1: each item he inspected, he grew angrier. He interrogated the pillow. Hey, pillow! Before <laughs> who did it?
0: Tell me what you were doing last night, pillow. <laughs> Why are you filled with feathers, pillow? <laughs>
1: before searching the bed sheets and turning over the bed I was worried he might start pulling the feathers out of the thin mattress but he dropped it back into place after an interminable minute as he stormed out of the chamber he looked over to the table and paused his gaze was fixed on the jug of water after a short pause he took it up and poured the rusty water out onto the ground I hardly had a chance to question him before to my utter amazement what looked like A cheap copper locket tumbled out of the jug. The constable picked it up and asked me, what's this now? As he inspected it. I told him I had no idea and that I hadn't noticed it when pouring my glass of water earlier. He nodded Mm. as he fiddled with the object in his hand. Seconds later, it split open and a shining red stone the size of the nail on my little finger fell out. Anyone else been in your chamber? I was relieved to hear something besides an accusation, and explained to him that no one came into my room. I've been there ever.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the I... opportunity to say it wasn't me, but as it was probably me. I mean, no one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I've been there ever since the new water was delivered by the chambermaid. I can only assume that someone slipped the stone into the pitcher before it came in. It came to my room. Hmm, he said. He observed my clothes on the wall again, and as he did so, the chambermaid walked past the door to my room. Constable Swallow summoned her and asked her if she'd lost anything recently. She shook her head. He held the locket up so that she could see it clearly. Are you sure? What's your name? She answered, Winnie, Winifred, Dawar, Dawar. <laughs> Sallow handled, sorry, Sallow handed her the locket, asking, This isn't yours, Winnie? She turned it over in her hand several times as she said, no, not at all, and returned the object. And this? He asked, showing her the shining red stone. The chambermaid stammered, no, I, it's very nice, my. But no, it's not mine. Constable Swallow went on, and you've never seen it? She quickly shook her head. Of course, I'll still need to speak with you before I leave. Oh, sorry, that's him saying that. (laughs) She quickly shook her head. Of course, I'll still need to speak with you before I leave, he said, before asking her to wait outside. Once the maid left, the constable's countenance darkened. He began to question me more aggressively. Curious engraving, no? He showed me that an elegant letter M was etched onto the interior of the locket's lid. There was also a series of numbers scratched more crudely along its bottom. Curious? I asked. (laughs) uh uh yes you don't know uh yes you don't know anybody this might belong to thinking i'd realize what he was suggesting i shook my head no i told him that if it belonged to mac i'd expect an mb or simply a b for his family name constable swallow chuckled and said not that old friend your other one and stressing the first <laughs> word, he <laughs> added, the professor, all right, all right, yeah. I, fucking, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I tried to protest my innocence. I explained the nature of my prior connections to Moriarty, but it did no good. You're drawing dead, Sallow told me. You might as well fold now. Never heard that expression. I know. I insisted that I'd never seen the locket, but the constable calmly said, oh, just the locket you've never seen then. Restraining myself from shouting, I explained, oh, the ruby ninth. Before I could finish, the constable continued. You know it's a ruby then. It didn't seem a great leap to suggest that a ruby red stone might in fact be a ruby, but I was too nervous to point that out. Moments after that, I was being led out of the inn in shackles. The chambermaids, there's more than one, couldn't help but look and whisper to each other as I walked past. The handful of men drinking at the inn Ken Gorwid among them oh! we're looking, mm-hmm, we're looking, what are you doing here? We're looking over their shoulders and asking the innkeeper questions, no doubt about my arrest. At the station, I spent an hour or so alone in my cell before Constable Sallow returned. He said that experts will need to be consulted about the red jewel found in my room, but that he'd already spoken with officials from Adelard I expect Mac or Ken were at least some of those quote officials and verified that quote, it is highly likely this was a gem taken from the astrolabe and therefore from Adelard college. Thank you again for dispatching Mr. Tierney this morning. Uh, you are the first person in years to give me the benefit of the doubt. And given the pivotal role you played the downfall of my former employer, I think it's remarkable that you've been so decent to me. I am depending on you, please, to help me out of this horrible ordeal. Yours truly, Ewan Finnegan. Wow.
0: What's it going (laughs) to say? Like, why is the case getting more complicated?
1: I know, right? They added shit. Okay, I have. Do you want to read your letter? Because I've already got some questions. I don't think
0: we can add on to it. I've already got questions, too. Okay, let me start with just processing what we read. Okay. where did the locket come from?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good question, definitely. So, okay, so let's see. Um, so he he goes in, um, a jug of he's water looking around. Uh, let's see, he poured the rusty
0: that- water on the ground and then. He said, I hardly had a chance to question it before. To my utter amazement, it will look like a cheap copper locket tumbled out of the jug. So copper, let's underline copper.
2: Mm, Good point.
0: Tumbled out of the jug. So he found, so this was the jug of water that the chambermaid brought. Yes. The water that he said was too dirty to drink, even even though later he says he drank it. Wait, he said he drank it. Yeah, he said. Next sentence, I told him I had no idea and that I hadn't noticed it when pouring my glass of water earlier. So he says Mm. he poured a glass of water from this thing, but but before he said, it was too the water was so rusty and pink that I wouldn't drink it if I were dying of thirst.
1: Well, maybe he poured it into the glass and then
0: then he saw the color. And then and he said, okay, okay. So then he, he said he won't say, drink it. I'm just saying it's possible. He didn't say he drank it. He just said he poured a glass. Okay.
1: He put in a glass. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so we'll see, we'll presumably see.
0: Presumably, the chambermaid brings in uh, a thing of water with the copper locket in it. Maybe she doesn't know what's in there, but she brings it in.
1: Was it already in there? I mean, I'm assuming I think it was already in there. What if the constable, like put it in there
0: while I'm he's, thinking, like, searching around. I'm thinking Gorwood might have put it in there because he's at the end. I agree.
1: Gorwood looks very suspicious yeah. by this mention at the end. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so,
0: agree. okay, so not only that, not only did they find the locket, but then seconds later, it split open and a shining red stone the size of my nail fell out. Okay, so... Okay, so that fell out of the locket. So the locket had the gem the the red stone inside of it yeah so the locket itself isn't necessarily from the astrolabe but the but the gem is from the astrolabe
1: the gem is yeah. So yeah i guess yeah. it'd
0: be too weird to put just the red stone in the water they had to put it in a container like an infinity stone or something
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you have something to, like that. You have to
0: have a container or else you can't control the power
1: yeah i don't know what the point of that is maybe just to make this insinuation about moriarty
0: Um, ah the m okay so the m was on the locket, not on the not on the gym yes okay interior the locket okay
1: like that makes it seem like it has something to do with with him because you know he worked for moriarty and and you know that's where all this suspicion has come from at least partially so well uh,
0: i and i do want to just point out there's a jeweler in question and a jeweler would know how to etch you know letters onto that's a good point uh, Yep. yep yep that's technology. very very true um, yeah so but this is a lot of effort for someone to frame him they're doubly framing him he was already pretty framed before yeah but they didn't have enough evidence so they let him go and now they're like well we really need to get more evidence so let's put the so whoever sold, presumably whoever sold the astrolabe, picked off one of the valuable rubies. I guess there's m- yeah. multiple gems that are valuable, but they're like, well, we will. It's it's more important for us to get away with this and pin it on someone than to keep all the value. So we'll we'll put right. this gem and a locket. We'll etch him on it, and we'll get it into him. But it's such a weird way to get it into his room, and it also doesn't seem guaranteed that the constable is going to find it. And let, yeah you know so it's like now it makes me the constable's involved because he's the one who's like let me check your water
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah why is he suspicious of the water now here's a question weird.
0: in letter two from the constable he says that he walked into Finnegan's room and was like i didn't see anything suspicious so is this the version of him not seeing anything suspicious or is this another encounter
1: Wait a minute. Remember? Wait a fucking minute. Hold on. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. That's not consistent. hmm Okay. Okay. Cause he said, Yeah, he said, um He did say he located. End,
0: he says at the end I plan to pay a visit to Mr. Fernican at the Adelaide Arms tomorrow at dawn. So oh, so days. maybe this is what that is. So the first time what is he do the first time though?
1: He says, uh, "He says I located Finnikin at his lodgings and brought him to the station for questioning. This interview bolstered my theory. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, and then that's when he finds out about the chimney sweeping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I guess, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm confused again because I thought he was being held at the constabulary." But this makes it sound. Like I don't that's think he was true. I think they
0: in his letter he said there was enough evidence to hold me, so he let me go. So he goes back home. But then I thought in the second letter they say. But
1: why is he writing from? Oh wait, the constable wrote the second letter. Yeah, the
0: constable wrote the second letter. Oh
1: okay, okay. So constable goes back, finds the ruby thing, then takes him in.
0: Well, I think he goes there, and doesn't see any evidence of the ruby thing. And leaves him and then comes back later. Yeah. Because he... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he... I'm trying to... I can't find where he said that he looked around and didn't see any evidence of it.
1: On the night of my arrest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the second paragraph.
0: Uh, Where is it in in the letter two where he talks about looking at Funakin's room?
1: Uh it was uh it was towards the end i think um uh uh this is um uh here it is um here it is yeah uh second to last paragraph i plan to pay a visit to mr finnegan at the abelard arms tomorrow at dawn if all goes well, I'll have the opportunity to inspect his lodgings, even if only briefly, for any signs of the missing astrolabe.
0: Okay, so he didn't say he already inspected it briefly. He, he was saying he's going to do it later. Yep. Oh! Yep. Okay, so this is him doing yeah. it later. Okay. This is that. that yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Okay.
1: Okay, but uh, there's a little problem here. Uh, problem? he's He says uh he says, um, I plan to pay a visit to Mr. Finnegan at dawn.
0: Yeah. So this would have in, been on the fourth of May.
1: In this letter it says, by now, the you know, the first paragraph, by now you've certainly heard of my arrest last night.
0: Yeah. So so he so Funikin came was supposed to come at dawn on the fourth, and sorry. Constable was supposed to come at dawn of the 4th, and Funika was arrested in the evening. So there is a time jump, but it's still the same day. It's just a time
1: Why jump. in the evening? Wait, so he found he found evidence of the astrolabe there, and he didn't arrest him then? He, he waited well, and arrested see, him let's later? let's
0: see what he says. He says he was arrested last night. That's what he says. Maybe he didn't show up at dawn. He just planned to show up at dawn.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm just just noting.
0: slept in. Hey, it's a weekend.
1: (laughs) Something's weird with the timeline here.
0: Constabling all week, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moments after that, I was being led out of the inn in shackles. Okay. So it basically says here that, you know, when Constable makes the visit, that's when he's arrested. He characterized it as the last night in the letter, but the constable said he was gonna go at dawn. So there's yeah. I mean, so it is weird so, because, something's weird.
0: It is weird because he says on the night of my rest, I'd have been in my room for over two hours. So it sound, so I don't know if that means he had just gotten back. I don't know how much we're supposed to read into that, but I of my rest have been in my room for over two hours. So that means that there was a period of time that day that he wasn't in his room. Yeah. Someone could have done something. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: But I why mean, I wasn't think, he in yeah. his room? Was he out chimney sweeping? Like, what was he doing? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he doesn't say interestingly. Like, what were you doing? Yeah, you were account of the events. Uh I I've been in my room for 2 hours. Never you mind what I was doing before it, that. You
0: know, he he he's very uh what's the word? Um when somebody complains about things, bitchy. <laughs> um but like Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it was on that lumpy bed that I sat working on a proof to keep my mind sharp for prospective employers. Like, I don't know if I buy that you're in the middle. So, so you're in the middle of being accused of stealing something from your, the only school that might've hired you after being turned down for even interviews at anywhere else. And instead of trying to use your mind to prove your innocence, you're working on a proof. If mm-hmm. your mind sharper for prospective employers, that. That's a really weird thing to be like, Well, they think I did this thing. Oh well, let me work on a proof. <laughs> it's not like the cases were the case was dismissed. He just they just didn't have enough evidence to arrest him at the Hold time. Them. Yeah. So that seems suspicious to me.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah uh i think i think it could go either way but um uh just in terms of like well if he really believes he's innocent then it's like i might as well just focus on
0: work get my mind off it i don't know he's so not a normal person that he just is like well i didn't do it so i'm just gonna work and (laughs) approve Okay. It does make him a weirdo.
1: I agree. I, yeah, I, It's just uh, remotely it's, possible.
0: I think it's weird he mentions the chambermaid and gives the details that she's from Wales. Oh, yeah. that I don't know I why that. that was a thing. Uh, just moved
1: here from Wales last week.
0: And yeah. in that same paragraph, the constable basically... oh. So here we go. He says, opening the door. I demanded to you know why the constable was calling at such a late hour. So he's again saying it was that evening of the fourth. It wasn't at dawn. Um, and because honestly, the constable didn't really have anything else to go on. He was just like, I'll go tomorrow at dawn and search and see if I can find look, you know, anything cursory in his room, but he didn't really have anything to go on until but when he actually shows up, he says, A little bird told me something about you. So basically somebody ratted him out. Somebody, you know, um, said, hey, go check the water pot or whatever. Well, I was just going to
1: ask, like, yeah, what does that mean? A little bird told me something about you. Like,
0: what is that? What is that? Well, it means a bird says, hey, he's got evidence in his room because he says a bird told me something about you, Funnegan, and then demanded to search my room for the strolling astrolabe.
1: Okay, okay. So, well, okay. So here's the thing. Like, in the previous letter. Yeah. He said, I plan to pay a visit at dawn to look for the astrolabe, right? Yeah. He's already planning to do that. Yes. Okay. Now, he he ends up not going at dawn. He ends up going at night. And he no. says, a little bird told me something. So, like, he already was going to do that. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm, like, wondering, like, what, what, you know, who's the bird and what did the birds say?
0: <laughs>
1: Basically.
0: Yeah, I think the bird... So far, the bird seems to be Gorwood. He's the one who's showing up everywhere. Mm. Uh, and I think he says, hey, check the water pot. He's got evidence okay. of the astrolabe in the water pot.
1: You think he, he mentioned the water yeah. pot specifically? Because I think okay. whoever
0: whoever the birdie is is the one who, who uh, framed... Who's trying to frame uh finnegan and who mm-hmm. put the gem in the water pot
1: yeah ah i will mention that um uh in the previous letter uh gorwid does say uh he's the one who tells the constable that uh you and you sword for moriarty Yep. Uh, which is which is kind of what I thought maybe he was alluding to that a little bird told me something about you yeah um that he actually just meant the Moriarty thing mm-hmm. and and gorwood explicitly is the one who told him that so oh anyway are so
0: thinking that little birdie said hey uh Finnegan used to work for Moriarty
1: yeah That that's that. When I initially read that, that's what I thought. I thought
0: everybody knew that before. I thought that was the whole.
1: He clearly didn't know that because, uh, because, um, uh, uh, because there's a paragraph. There's a paragraph in the previous letter where he says, "At the time, I knew nothing of Finnegan, but his former colleague's concern over his visit and the fact that he recently spent time in the atrium intrigued me. So I pressed further." So, uh, and this is when Gorwood says he worked for more. He doesn't
0: subscribe to Academic Reputations Monthly,
1: no, (laughs) clearly not. He's (laughs) not clued into the latest gossip of (laughs) what what former uh (laughs) assistants, who's who's down (laughs) criminal masterminds, might be looking for work. Okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So, I'll buy that. Good call, good catch. So, the, the little birdie didn't say go look in his room for the evidence. So look, look
1: I mean, him. I'm not ruling that out. I'm just throwing this yeah. as a possibility well, because it feels consistent.
0: But it also doesn't help, right? Because you made a good point that he was already going to go look for the stolen astrolabe. So, it, yeah. even even so, this other version of what the little birdie told him still doesn't help because he already had a reason to be suspicious. The, the fact that you work for Moriarty doesn't make you more suspicious if he was already suspicious. So it doesn't seem to it doesn't it doesn't seem to catalyze his behavior, which is I think what we want. He was already gonna he was already suspicious of him. And he he already thought he did it. And he was already gonna go look for the astrolabe in his room. So I don't know what the little birdie said that made him do anything different, except for. He's either said, hey, the little birdie said, hey, he's worked for Moriarty, therefore he's more likely to. Arrest-
1: no, he didn't already think it. He didn't already think it. But
0: he, um, he tried to arrest him the day before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was only after he heard this thing about, you know. Well, he heard a couple of things from, from Gorwin and, and yeah. the other guy. Like, he heard that he was there, you know. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. like, he had the opportunity and he heard that he okay, so he what about for this? Moriarty.
0: What if in the second letter when he says I'm going to go pay a visit to Moriarty I'm sorry. (laughs) That's a different letter. When he says I'm going to go pay a visit to Funakin he's doing that because the little birdie told him he used to work for Moriarty. I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, That's the catalyst. He wasn't going to go the next day at dawn until he heard from the little bird that he used to work for Moriarty does that make
1: sense uh you? yeah yeah uh yeah i th- i think that i think that pretty much makes sense okay um because i thought he was like um,
0: i thought i think he did it but i don't have enough evidence so i'm gonna go tomorrow and look for evidence well yeah and so
1: so here's the thing he brings him in for questioning um uh but uh uh and then he finds out the thing about the soot, you know, the chimney sweeping, and that there was soot there, yeah. um, and and that makes him, uh, that makes him also, you know, suspicious. Um, but I'm just, I'm just confused why he didn't go with dawn like he yeah. said he was going to.
0: I, I also want to point out as as uh, I don't know what the word is. I keep looking for not finicky, but is as, there's um, as a word for guys like Funikin. Um, uh, f- um, uh, God, I can't think of the word. Um, ah, there's a word for it, but is you know he he he's very finicky and specific about things, right? And I don't think he's the kind of guy who would walk around town with soot on him, tracing soot around. As specific as he is about how everything needs to be nice and neat, and he yeah quality yeah I agree looks at the quality of everything, and he's always talking about that. You know, he's this close to Patrick Bateman, right? So yeah, like, I don't yeah. think he's I don't think he's walking into a job interview with soot on him, you know, or yeah, a, 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 a college campus with soot like without and without noticing the soot. That's the even more yeah part.
1: Never mind, like to commit a crime.
0: Yeah, exactly. Never mind the <laughs> crime.
1: Which seems totally ridiculous. So yeah, it, it definitely makes me think it's a frame job. Like yeah. someone knew, someone knew that he was doing that, and so they like got some soot and like planted it there. I gotta say,
0: guess. who's ever doing this might be Moriarty because they're pretty dastardly. They're thinking of everything. <laughs> like there's like three angles of attack here. He's there at the scene <laughs> of the crime. He's got witnesses saying he was there. They got the soot. Yeah. They've got they planted the the gym in his <laughs> in his room. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of forces trying to get him, you know, a lot of effort trying to get him uh, pinned for this crime, which is which is strange. I don't know if it's that big a deal. It's just an astrolabe. It's nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. Queen's yeah. rules,
0: you know? Like, well,
1: you know, it makes me want to mention that thing from the first letter that I thought was weird. At the end of the first paragraph, he says, um, I've been falsely accused mm. of stealing a priceless astrolabe from a university where I sought employment. And in truth, I do not think these accusations are mere coincidence,
0: yeah, that makes me think it's personal. Like someone, yeah. it's not just like the astrolabe and all these circumstances are circumstantial. But yeah, it's really about I want to destroy you, Fonican. I there's something about you I have to destroy, and this is my way to do it. But it's not yeah. even like the the culprit wants the astrolabe,
1: right? The right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems it's. It's like. not necessarily Especially, about. Especially, and astrolabe. that goes to
0: the point about why they would get rid of one of the jewels on it, right? Yeah. Uh, because they're they're not trying to do it for the money. They're trying to yeah. ruin him for some reason. So the question now, I would ask if I was Holmes, is who is Funakin in love with? <laughs> <laughs> is he trying to marry someone above his station? Mm-hmm. Did he divorce someone? uh mm-hmm. what's what's the romance angle here because that's one thing we haven't heard yet is any any real thing of romance we saw that the, yeah. the chambermaid and the i'm uh, sorry the charwoman and the and the me too thing but mm-hmm. that's what i would go to next is like what are the romantic relationships here that nobody's talking about because if you think about the time period here right this is a guy who's got no real means he's got a reputation mm-hmm. he's trying to save Uh, Yeah. And he's he's embarrassed about his station in life. He doesn't tell people that he he's uh, cleaning chimneys, if that seems to be true and all that stuff. So I, I do wonder if he's trying to woo a woman who's related to the culprit, you know, and who's trying to make sure that that she doesn't marry him. Uh, and, uh, and this is the way to ruin him forever because if he gets, if he gets thrown in jail, there's no way she can marry him or whatever, right? you know, and the, and the person who is, is doing this has told her, Hey, you know, he's, he's no good. He's with Moriarty, whatever, mm-hmm. um, but stay, she won't listen, you know? And so this is their mm-hmm. way to, to, to really make sure it won't ever happen. And maybe this person's rich. You know, maybe they're like, "Oh, he just wants to marry you because you've got a dowry, and he's got no other prospects, and and uh, for money, and, and 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 that kind of thing." So that's where my head would go at this point because it's so much effort, and it doesn't seem like the thief did it just to get some money and to blame somebody else. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wasn't there something mentioned? about that uh let's see uh let's see like when he's talking about uh the other professors uh he says something uh that made me something i remember that uh seems sort of connect with what you're saying i'm trying to find it here um Okay. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Where is that? I really thought, what were you, what were you thinking about? Uh, uh, I thought there was something about something about something like, um, well, they wouldn't steal it because they don't need the money. Like I, I I thought there was oh, some line like that there at was some a point. Line like that. Let
0: me think. Uh,
1: I I haven't been able to find it, but I I really think I remember something like that. Um. Let's see. Uh. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Blah blah blah. Okay. blah 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 the soot okay i really thought there was a line like that i i seem to be unable to locate it
0: yeah there was in the first letter right
1: was it was that actually in the first letter i think
0: it was the first letter maybe
1: that's my problem i was looking in the second one um let's see
0: You're right. Maybe it's the second one because that's. It sounds like more of the second one.
1: Yeah, but I would. I just looked through the second one. I couldn't. Because it was it. like,
0: yeah, know. this person didn't need the money.
1: Yeah, I swear there was a thing like that. Um. Uh, God, I should have highlighted this. Um. Okay. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, was it see. Was it early? Oh,
0: here we go. From what I know, the three witnesses none strikes me as a thief. Goer is something of a snob and butcher is far from favor reputation with the barmaids of both are well compensated by the college. Maybe Ah, ah okay. Both are well compensated by the college.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, and from their dress, I surmise they also have substantial means beyond ah. their wages from Adelard, which would further dissuade them from an impropriety like this. That's the line I was looking for. Okay.
0: There it is.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 So that that just goes along with what you're saying that that um the the motive wasn't uh like money or or you know, yeah. uh something basic like that to to steal mm-hmm. the thing, but but they're actually trying to frame him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I I think that supports that idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing i was gonna say is um uh in terms of what the bird said um, what did the bird say <laughs> uh another reason why i'm slightly doubtful that the bird actually said something about the water is that he doesn't look at the water first like he looks at you know, clothes, and you know he he looks in in the yeah. the bed I think right. and I think the
0: that, trunk me something about you means and something about you is your reputation. So I think it's he's it was about the Moriarty connection, not about where to look for a uh, for the for the thing, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's just luck that he found it. I don't know. I mean, that's where we go back to like maybe he's mm-hmm. implicated in this. I'm not sure. maybe he's hiding something maybe he you know suffered something uh at the hands of moriarty or whatever and it's revenge oh or, i like you that know.
0: The, the culprit was a victim of moriarty or maybe collateral damage and now can't get to moriarty yeah. and just wants to deal some damage
1: anyone who worked with him like yeah something yeah. like that i don't yeah. know That's just, uh, that's something that came to mind uh, when I saw it. So, yeah. I mean, the M thing, you know, is definitely. It's so obvious, um, though,
0: isn't it? The M thing.
1: It is super obvious. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, yeah, the other thing I was thinking about, I think it's, I think it's Gorwid. I keep forgetting who's who here. Um, So, it's, uh, what are their names again?
0: Gorwid and Buchard.
1: Okay, and but what are their first names? Oh, no one knows that. Is it, is it Ken Gorwid and Mac Butchard? Or that... is it Matt Gorwid and Ken
0: Butchard? <laughs> well, if we knew that, we could solve the Ks. <laughs> uh, let's see.
1: I'm trying to find the place where they
0: introduce Mac those characters. Ken... Uh... Yeah, McCann Butchard and Ken Gorwid. Yeah. Okay. Mac is short. For Wh- where? Where is that, by the way? That's on the second page of case letter one. Second paragraph. The second page. Sorry, third paragraph.
1: Second page, third paragraph.
0: Yeah. One, two, uh... three. Oh, boy. First letter, second page, third paragraph. Uh... most It re- starts with most recently.
1: Oh, it's in that paragraph. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. So Mac Butchart and Ken Okay, so M, right, that, you know, there's the Mac connection. He's not Ken, though, So, but they did say that if one of them was in on it, then they both should have been, so I'll just throw that out as possibility as well. Who, who was the one
0: who was playing the music loudly?
1: I think that was Mac, although I'd have to look to be sure. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh yeah, who was who was playing the music? I think that was mentioned in the second letter. Uh, blah blah blah. blah. Okay, let's see. Hmm.
0: Butchard said he had the phonograph playing beside his desk, so I'm assuming that means he was the one playing it.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's that's Mac.
0: Is that Mac? No, that's Ken.
1: Oh, what really? I thought I just. Mac is Butchart. Oh, is it? Yeah, and Ken is Gorwid. That's how oh, to that's oh, yeah, get yeah, this yeah. straight. Butchart
0: is saying that Ken was shouting Mac. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I had the phonograph playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah.
0: Okay, now, ooh, yes. now the but the one who's at the end and letter three is Gorwid
1: is Ken Gorwood, yeah. Now,
0: what are the odds that they're both in on it? Because if if we go with our, our, like, uh, protective, you know, culprit theory here, you know, someone's trying to frame Funakin because they're trying to protect a loved one. How would they both be in on it? Uh Uh-oh, let's go back to what's-her-name. The darling no-one's-talked-about-all podcasts. Um, what's her name from the first letter? Who was all? Oh, time? Ella. Uh, is it Ella? Ella? Not Elise. So that was the charwoman. Is it Ella? Yeah, yeah, Ella. Ella Morfit. Are are Kin and Mac both in love with Ella, and they both want to protect her <laughs> from being in love with Funakin? Oh
1: no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Like, um, why would
0: why would but if if we if we take the if we take the idea that both of them are in on it, if either one's in on it, then how could they both want to protect the same person and the same with the same severity?
1: Uh yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. I I was only saying they were in on it because of that other comment. Yeah. And and you know, because uh Max the one playing the music, which does seem to help mm-hmm. with the plan so but you know ken seems implicated in you know this being at the end and and stuff and you know m you know it could be max thing right if it's but not, if it's would, not actually moriarty
0: doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense okay first of all i'd love
1: Ooh, but I mean, from the first letter there's also percy moore and Ella and Lionel Morfit. Oh, here we go. So I'm just throwing that, just throwing that I out did, as well. I didn't want
0: to add that because if if I just I just wanted to say like this is really fun trying to figure out these mysteries because there's not a lot to go on. So we're used to <laughs> we're used to hypothesizing for hours with nothing to go on. <laughs> um, because there's no way that if if Mac and Ken are in on it are the culprits that they would etch. An M on the locket on the whatever the thing is, right? That that, they wouldn't do that. They that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like if the locket came with no M, that they would say, well, you know, let's put an M for Moriarty. Well, because one of them's gonna be like, well, what if they think it's me? You know, I'm Mac. Mm -hmm. I don't
1: know. But they're like, well,
0: we're British, so we use surnames, so no one's gonna think it's Mac, right? Like maybe, right? Um, right. Uh, but, okay, so I'm glad you brought up the the Morphid thing. So what were the other M's?
1: So there, there there's this character, Percy Moore, who's mentioned only once. And who uh, did they I say think. about
0: Percy Moore?
1: The, uh, an old mathematics society friend, Percy Moore, now holds a post at the di- dio- Diocesan College in Chester. And my friends now married, Ella and Lionel Morphid, both work at St. John's. Unfortunately, none of them want anything to do with me. My attempts to talk to them have been rebuffed. Moore laughed at my pleas two weeks ago uh, and as much told me I should refrain from visiting him him again while Lionel refused to speak with me. Ella Gracious has always invited me into her small office. So great. But when I began to broach the subject, her account has changed and our conversation probably concluded. So yeah, those I, are the those are the other ends. So,
0: so far, I don't think Percy Moore has anything to do with this, but the morph is interesting. I do wonder if if to me if it's a locket with an M that can hold a jewel. It feels like Ella's locket, and did somebody take Ella's locket? And put the stolen Asherley jewel in. That's
1: what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say maybe, maybe the actual culprit, if it was you know Gorwit or, mm-hmm. or whoever, like took it from someone, like they didn't even know. They're not in on it. So like, if it was Max locket, then maybe he didn't even know, you know, uh, that it was you know taken, and or or he didn't know who took it and.
0: But what Mac wouldn't was. have an M on his locket. No. No, and for Mac. I, it would be a surname.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: And why yeah, would he be sure why would he have a locket? Do men wear lockets?
1: Uh, <laughs> don't they? I don't know. I mean, uh, what do you do with a locket? I can't you? Why not? I mean don't you can't. Don't, don't men wear lockets I'm just sometimes? Saying statistically speaking. What about uh yeah, like uh, you know, they had the uh yeah they had the like half heart thing and twin peaks i don't know i mean isn't it possible i don't it, know it is definitely
0: possible um famous men with lockets george washington <laughs> abraham Jesus. lincoln rocky balboa <laughs> um yeah so ah this is so tricky So we we do have another letter to read in case letter three, and this is going to help, but I, I do, I am very excited about how none of this makes sense. Um, (laughs) It's very thrilling.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. He does say if it belonged to Mac, I'd expect an MB or simply a B for his family name. Yeah. Not
0: a, not of the M. Yeah. Um, but 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 like, why would Moriarty have a locket, and why would why why would uh Funaken have Moriarty's M locket? They're that close. Like, yeah, he gave me a locket for Christmas, like uh, his his family locket for Christmas. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? So I think it would be a locket from somebody with a family name that starts with M. I think Ella yeah. is still a suspect because we haven't heard from her in a while. Definitely, is this yeah. Ella and Lionel thing—they're married, so now we already have a relationship established that like someone could be jealous about
2: yeah right
0: yeah. and maybe lionel's like hey don't come around my wife asking for jobs mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna frame you because you asked my wife about work <laughs> and that is too far my friend it's 1895 and in this era we don't accept that um because <laughs> we're all fashioned. that's that's
1: it would be really hilarious if that's actually the motive. Yeah. Like, we don't like it when you ask for a job, yeah. and so we're going to frame you.
0: And- Instead of Lady Doth Protest Too Much, it's Mr. Doth <laughs> Doth Apply for Jobs Too Much. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, that that's where I'm going with this so far, is it's something to do with Ella's Locket. Now, I, I almost wanted, I you know what I really wanted was for for Funikin to say, I recognize that locket. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want him to know whose locket it is, but I want the, the culprit to have placed the locket for him for Moriarty. But I want Funikin to know who it came from, and at least the culprit to know who it came from, as a symbol, as a sign to say, hey, hey, stay away from this person. But right. no one else, you know, the 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 constable is not going to know who this person is. The constable is going to think it's Moriarty because guess what? I'm the bird who told them, yada yada yada, Moriarty. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want. That's what I want to have happen. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Um, uh,
2: okay, uh, let me know when you want yeah. to go
0: to the next letter because I I feel like we're we've talked a lot about letter. This part of letter three, the first part of letter
1: three. Uh, th- There's one more thing I just want to throw in, which is because we haven't addressed it, which is there was also a series of numbers scratched more crudely along its bottom. Oh, you this think that's important? Locket. I mean, I don't know if it's important, but it feels random. Like, you ever why seen put- numbers
0: be important anywhere?
1: I. <laughs> once or twice and you know it just reminds me the cigarette case with the numbers on it it's like
0: is there is there a thing here why why so many numbers okay where where is that at in the letter so
1: that is on page two uh the second paragraph um uh right after they're talking about the locket um they say there's letter m and then there was also a series Mm. of numbers scratched more crudely along its bottom.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Second paragraph? Second full paragraph.
1: Yeah, yeah second full paragraph.
0: Uh-huh. You're an English professor. <laughs> uh wait, I still can't find it. Second paragraph second page. It starts it
1: starts once the maid left.
0: Oh, okay. So first paragraph. You're not an English
1: professor. Okay.
0: Letter M etched on the locket's lid. Okay, there was also a series of numbers scratched more crudely. Now that's interesting. The more crudely part. More crudely. Yeah. yeah. First of all, who can tell the crudeness of etchings? <laughs> I mean, that's a specific that's a specific skill.
1: It just stands out to me because it's never mentioned again. It doesn't seem to mean anything. And this is Flinakin,
0: right? Who also saw the same he also yep. noticed numbers etched in the cigarette key. So he's the number yeah. etching noticer. Number etching noticer. They should call him that. They <laughs> can get a job <laughs> noticing number etchings.
1: <laughs> okay, let's see. Say it, yeah, show. Save for some numbers etched across one of its longer sides. Yeah, so... Why um, would you
0: etch numbers in a locket? I just think...
1: I just think that... It, it's the kind of thing where... Okay, there's always the possibility of red herring. Mm-hmm. But I just asked the question... Why is it here if there's no point to... You know? Yeah. So, and it,
0: it just... It feels like it should mean something. No, i so, glad you brought that up. I forgot about this. I don't understand... Why there's and what's what's even more curious to me about this is the second time Funakin has noticed numbers etched in a yeah. in a metal, right? But he yeah. doesn't say, oh, it's a birthday, it's a year, no, it's a it's any kind of, you know, oh, a serial number for a bank account. Like he's mm-hmm. not recognizing the patterns of numbers or you know, he's just noticing that they're numbers etched in something. Yeah. Um so why would someone etch numbers? I mean, this makes it seem like a connection to the constable, right? The constable has a cigarette case with some etchings. Yeah, he has found.
1: So he claims. Oh, so he claims. Yep. And now yep. he has
0: found a locket that has that has numbers etched on it. Yeah. And and the constable yeah. again has not asked about the numbers. He doesn't say. Do you know what these numbers? He
1: doesn't mean? say anything about it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's think real quick. Of the details that we know about the case, how could numbers be important? For a date, a birth date, an interval of time, uh, a, a hiring date, a firing date, Moriarty's crimes date, a wedding date, um, how could how could numbers? Um, be important
1: that all seems valid i you know since these are like math people like maybe there's some you know math the, significance the numbers obviously
0: has something to do with numbers with trying to find you know the position of stars things like that um but why? Why would you need to etch? I can understand if they found a piece of paper with num- numbers written on, them. Mm-hmm. but etching is like we have to remember this forever, or this is a significant nu- date, or if anything else, yeah. the numbers are here, right? You know. So why would they be etched into a locket? And why would why would that be? It's it's seemingly on one level so important to etch numbers into it but so unimportant that you're going to give it up as evidence in a crime to frame somebody So you don't, right. you don't actually need the numbers because you can remember them or write them down somewhere else. Yeah. Right. But you know, yeah. So you're willing to give up the locket to plant evidence in this. Right. So that's great. right.
1: Right. Now, if the constable did it, you know, he's the one who's seizing the evidence. So mm-hmm. You know, there's there's at least that the possibility. But in general, yeah, it's it does seem like whoever left it doesn't necessarily care about it. And that it's mainly just about the framing. Mm-hmm. So then, why are they mentioning the numbers? Or are the numbers supposed to be some kind of message? I mean, he's clearly not getting it if it's true. Oh! Unless he's concealing the fact that he knows what the numbers mean. I don't know.
2: Hmm. I mean, hmm. I don't know why he would
1: even mention it if, like, it's a, something he wants to keep a secret.
0: I am so perplexed by the crudeness of the etching of the numbers. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like somebody's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put some numbers on this piece of jewelry, but, like, we don't have time to do it well. We have to do it crudely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, because, that makes me think it's not the jeweler, for It's example. not
0: the jeweler. It's someone who's not doesn't either have time or the expertise to do it well. Or... Now, jeweler
1: could have done the M. Jeweler could, but uh, you know, it in that case, like you know, anybody goes in there here, here, like put an M on this. Yeah, that's not you a know. big deal. Yeah, yeah, but like, why would you crudely scratch numbers? That that's a hard one.
0: It doesn't, and it doesn't make sense that it belongs to Moriarty. Like who? Like even if it did, that is, what does that mean? Who cares? Yeah, it,
1: it feels very random. Uh I mean, like, yeah, no. They're not. It, they're it, not it, saying uh,
0: Moriarty's still in the loose, right? They're not. No, they're, they're not definitely not. Moriarty saying did that. this crime, so
1: no one's saying that. Yeah. If that turns out to be true, I'm gonna call bullshit. Could you imagine? That's could like...
0: you imagine if every <laughs> the solution to every dear Home case Moriarty did it? <laughs> and they're like, what did you expect? This Moriarty? <laughs> yeah. Hello,
1: like, best criminal ever, aren't come you, on. Aren't you familiar with Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Moriarty
0: always did it. <laughs> I thought
1: that's what you signed up for. Yeah, You're like for mean... money.
0: Moriarty did it. <laughs> okay, so so the other thing I don't think that I don't like that that, that sticks out to me is the same paragraph, and, and a lot of times it has to do with the way Funakin describes the constable, because this also reminds me of doth protesting too much about the cuff when he says Mm -hmm. like oh you don't know anyone this locket might belong to you know suggested moriarty and Mm -hmm. he's sick he says no and he says um uh you're drawing dead which by the way is a great line i don't know what that means i'm gonna write that in something i'm stealing it (laughs) but i love it uh And then he says, he says, I insisted that I've never seen the locket. But then the constable calmly said, oh, just a locket you've never seen then. Like, be that pedantic. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, you haven't seen the locket, locket, but you've seen the ruby. Oh, you know it's a ruby? Mm-hmm. Like, like the idea that he's like, like it's a leap that a red stone that seems interesting is a ruby. Like, Also, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like the constable knows that it's a ruby. I feel like yeah. he, he 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 gave his cards up because mm-hmm. you know at the at the worst Funikin is guessing it's a ruby, but the constable seems to suggest it is a ruby. But how mm-hmm. does the constable know it's a ruby?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that could be a known thing, but uh, yeah, I I feel like it was just i don't know i mean it could just be maybe he's not even saying he knows it's a ruby but finnegan is saying he knows it's a ruby Mm -hmm. and and that's that's like suspicious uh but yeah uh i mean he's on the list i i got my eye on him you know it's possible finnegan's lying about some of this Mm -hmm. stuff or or obfuscating what's going on here but uh yeah uh I don't know, but maybe he's just a bad constable.
0: I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> bad constable sounds <laughs> like a movie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Maybe he's a bad... I, you know, I don't think the constable's in on it, even though there's a lot of weirdness around him. I... Oh God, unless he's the jilted lover and he's the one protecting someone from Phuniken, mm-hmm. Um I can't quite see the way he has described his aspect of the case doesn't seem like he is, is, is the culprit, but he's definitely on the list. So, okay. So I think we should go to the next letter. Yeah. um, And let's see what evidence we can, we can uh, discern from there. You ready?
1: All right. I'm ready. All
0: right. Okay. Here is letter number two in case letter number three that's not confusing okay so we got so it's really
1: letter number four anyway letter go number ahead.
0: four and letter number three yeah is that better yeah okay here we go um okay so it's for telegram for cheshire post office cheshire constabulary Four gate street cheshire 5 may 1895. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Holmes, as of this evening I've completed the actions you requested of me along with Mr. Funikin's account of the arrest, which is enclosed in this envelope, I have much to report
2: Ooh, Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. we got I'm it. ready Okay, you have you requested I visit two pawn shops in Cheshire, one belonging to Neil Rayburn Oh no the other, I know, new names Not names <laughs> God damn it Belonging to Neil Rayburn, R A E Burn, by the way. Ray. Other Ray Burn. The other two. That they never say hey in British English, <laughs> unless you're a pirate. One belonging to Neil Rayburn, the other to Ernest Ballard. I was able to meet with Mr. Rayburn yesterday and have since learned that Cheshire is now home to is now home to only one pawnbroker. I spoke with him at 10 in the morning. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm totally confused already, but go ahead. Uh, Holmes said go visit two, and this dude said there's only one. That's what I'm hearing.
1: But he just named another. Okay.
0: (laughs) He said that's what you requested. He didn't say that's what existed. Okay. Let me start over. You requested I visit two pawn shops in Cheshire, one belonging to Neil Rayburn, mm-hmm. the other to Ernest Ballard. I was able to meet Mr. Rayburn yesterday, and I've since learned that Cheshire is now home to only one pawnbroker. Okay. Presumably Rayburn. I, I let's spoke hope so. at, at 10 in the morning. <laughs> His shop is past Cheshire's fruit market, a 25 minute walk from Adelaide Arms, the inn your client was occupying. Uh oh, was. Bellard's shop is almost exactly halfway to the market across the rectory when i walked past it there was a wooden sign nailed to the door quote out period sick period all caps was written across it in yellow paint i was told more about this by mr rayburn whose shop was empty save for the two of us and his assortment of trinkets when i was first when i first walked in i spent some time observing the items in display he has a number of fine rings and an exquisite collection of antique furniture, including impressively large clocks, but no sorts of, quote, artifacts, such as the astrolabe described in your letter to me. I introduced myself as, quote, traveling scholar and told the, told the shopkeeper, I'm fond of certain antiquities. Do you ever come across such things as dot, 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 I added, antique jewelry? Sorry, ancient jewelry, for example? <laughs> An old mariner's tools, yikes! As I—that was editorializing. As I mentioned this, he smiled and nodded, saying, "Yes, yes, just one moment." And he exclaimed, "I'm editorializing." He disappeared past the black curtain to the back of the shop and emerged shortly afterwards, carrying a wooden chest the size of a large melon. You guessed the melon. Sorry, I'm gonna stop. Mister right has set it down. It probably showed me his most prized possession. This consisted of two meager? Is that how you spell meager? That's
1: the British way to spell meager, yeah. Wow,
0: they just do everything backwards, don't they? Yup, yup. It's French,
1: you know, Meg.
0: Oh, there it is. Why pronounce the R? (laughs) This consisted of two Meg. (laughs) Raw emeralds. A number of quartz rocks a chunk of bismuth which i in fact identified for the pawnbroker and a tiny pouch containing several misshapen pearls recalling your description of the astrolabe i asked if he happened to have any gemstones resembling a flower petal perhaps or even larger excuse me perhaps or any larger refined stones he shook his head and said nothing too nice has come by here in some months this is when he confessed that his business had been suffering as of late, in spite of Ballard's shop closing. Ernest Ballard, it turns out, has been, quote, out sick for nearly two months. Mr. Rayburn okay. explained that the last time Ballard opened his shop was in March, and that the last time he saw him two weeks ago, the man could hardly speak through his coughs. Quote, he's nearly 60 and has no children, so I expect he'll be closed for good. I thought maybe at least this would mean more some more business my way but that hasn't been the case serves me right for any bitter thoughts end quote according to Mr Rayburn a few people besides his regular customers have patronized his shop recently quote this week has been especially unfortunate you're the first person to walk through these doors since wednesday in quote. I expressed my sympathy and asked if perhaps he was familiar with either of quote my two old friends, Mac Butchard and Ken Gorard. And he let out a short laugh. I saw Butchard just last week. Comes in maybe once a month, hoping to learn more. I laughed and joked, laughed along and joked. Quote, Mac's always looking to make some quick money, huh? Not here, came the reply. He tends to ask about more, dot, dot, dot fashionable items was looking to buy himself a somewhat opulent cane last week in quote huh i spent another 10 minutes pursuing this store before sorry i added the huh i spent another 10 minutes pursuing the store perusing sorry, perusing the store I was wrong there. Uh, before <laughs> <laughs> I'm chasing that store down it took 10 minutes Okay, I spent. Another I can't ten- believe
1: perusing and pursuing are words. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, jeez. <laughs> it's like suing and sewing. It's like yeah, yeah. Okay, I spent another ten minutes per- perusing <laughs> <laughs> the store before leaving. Quote to catch a train. They might have been small lies, Mr. Holmes, but it was a thrill to disguise myself as you so often do. All right, calm down, God. <laughs> as regards to your sensitive, sensitive inquiries for Mr. Funikin, I took note of his responses and will transcribe them below, colon. When I asked if he suspected his former associates, Ken Goward and McCann Butchard, of any criminal activity, he responded, quote, if you'd asked me several years ago, extra quote, Mac and Ken, (laughs) a criminal conspiracy question mark? I would have vehemently denied that either was capable yet, dot, dot, dot. If the professor were to recruit some from our general classes of advanced mathematics students, (laughs) mathematics students, I cannot deny that Mac and Ken would have probably sat at the top of his list. Therefore, (laughs) which is not what the letter says, their <laughs> first-rate <laughs> mathematical minds, sorry, their first-rate mathematical <laughs> minds and highly ambitious. Ken once said to us drunkenly, quote, no reason a clever mathematician can't make thousands of years. Just can't have scruples about the law, end quote. Even still, I can't honestly have, I can't honestly hold that against him. Many of the people we studied with, including myself, have made similar statements. Mathematics is an incredibly powerful tool for those who know how to wield it. As for Mac, I can't quite imagine him as a criminal either. In our college years, he was mildly obsessed with devising mathematical strategies that might help him win at different games, usually cards. Given his general propensity for losing back then, I'd assume he never came up with a winning formula. But that does that does seem that bad. But he does seem to enjoy a lavish lifestyle nowadays. Why would he want to steal the astrolabe? Question mark in quotes. <laughs> I hope any of that paragraph came through. Okay. (laughs) When confronted with your inquiry, read the PDF, everybody. All right, go ahead. Just read it beforehand, guys. Why don't you just read the fucking PDF? Read the PDF. Don't don't listen to us. Okay. When confronted with your inquiry, with an E, by the way, regarding his work as- Inquiry,
1: please.
0: Oh, god. Inquiry. Yes, you're right. How dare I? The queen is offended. When confronted with your inquiry, Inquiry <laughs> regarding his work as Chimney Sweep, Mr. Finnegan became flustered, though he did provide a response. Sorry, let me read that again. When confronted <laughs> with your inquiry regarding his work as Chimney Sweep, Mr. Finnegan became flustered, though he did provide a response. Quote, you've bes- you've caught me by surprise, but yes. <laughs> That's true. I and I apologize for keeping it a secret. I'm ashamed to accept work of the chimney sweep and have made every effort to keep others from knowing. I wear the same shirt, trousers, and boots for each job and have been storing the quote uniform in its mm. own bag. Visited the university. Sorry, I just skipped the line. In its own sag, apart from my other belongings, in a corner of the room in the inn at the inn. When I visited the university, I was sure to wear a clean white shirt and trousers I did mm-hmm. with a pair of shoes I use only for formal engagements. I'd kept them neatly stored in my trunk since arriving in Cheshire. I was already mortified to approach Mac and Ken, given my past Moriarty. If they knew I couldn't afford to pay for my lodgings and that I'd been working alongside climbing boys, I thought... <laughs> then they'd hardly consider recommending me for a teaching post at Adelard. I must also respectfully ask, how does my work as a chimney sweep relate to the crime? Question mark, quote. I was, of course, unable to answer to his question, though I assured him you would soon provide me with further instructions. Lost. <laughs> I, will ever... <laughs> Sorry. I will remain in Cheshire until we have seen justice brought to this case Please advise me if there is anything else I can do to assist you in this matter. Awaiting your word, Albert T- Tierney. Albert okay. didn't do us that much. Albert gave us a couple things, but he added some new stuff I didn't care about and then didn't give us much about what I did care about. What did you think <laughs> of this letter?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, um, well, it makes me think that maybe that wasn't on the right track um and maybe it actually is um you know someone uh someone Mm -hmm. closer at hand uh -hmm. who's involved
0: so the pawn shop Um, seemed to be a dead end there was only one of the two open
1: uh yeah yeah the pawn shop thing was weird um uh what was yeah, so what happened there? It was
0: weird because he says Mac came in, but he only liked the fan he was looking for fancy things, not selling fancy things, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he, he was in there for a cane or something. Um uh so uh yeah, so that was weird. Um I think uh yeah opulent cane okay so yeah i it i mean it does seem like a dead end so yeah i'm not sure what to do with this uh stuff uh you know but i don't know i ask why is it here uh i i feel like it should it should contribute something to this um but maybe it was just to like close a uh, close a possible avenue um I think my there are a few big takeaways I had from this. Um, okay. So, uh, I thought this whole thing about, like, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, math can be used to make thousands if you don't have yeah. schools about the law.
0: Yeah, you that's know. interesting. And everybody thought that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, we all say this. I mean, like, really? Okay, that's weird, but
0: fine. That's a mathematician's oath, right? (laughs) (laughs) To further the world's knowledge of mathematics and also make some dollar bills, (laughs) 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 y'all.
1: that's yeah that's what it's all about yeah. um yeah so um uh and and yeah if the professor were to recruit someone yeah. um you know um so it, it almost made me think, oh, could could Mac and or Ken actually be secretly working for Moriarty? Or, yeah. or or you know, connect, like what they're doing is connected somehow to Moriarty or, or the fact that Finnegan used to work for him, but didn't really work for, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it It, it, it almost raised... seems
0: like Finnegan wasn't good enough to actually be recruited by Moriarty.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's definitely how it's portrayed there. Um, And I mean, supposedly that's what he said. Uh, Well, yeah, I'm going to assume that's what he said. I I hope we can trust this tyranny character because I I don't want to assume everyone's lying here. It gets uh, exhausting. Um, And like, this character seems to not be connected to anything else in the story. So,
0: what's weird though is I don't know how math is involved in this crime other than some numbers. Yeah. Things, but I don't see how anyone used math to do anything.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's it's not obvious that I yeah, mean one
0: that... plus one equals money. We all know that. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you know what I did think though, I that that reminds me, uh in the pawn shop scene, uh mm-hmm. he gets out um some meager raw emeralds, some quartz rocks, and a chunk mm-hmm. of bismuth and a tiny, pile. okay, so I mean, I know none of that stuff Like quite fits, but it did make me Think that maybe The rock that was put
0: Yeah, uh, came, somebody came got from it here
1: from Yeah, I like
0: that, good call Dude, I like yeah. that So that puts it at being Mac Mac uh, Who was definitely butchard. there
1: butchard,
0: Yeah, right? Mac is butchered uh,
1: is that right? I keep getting confused, yeah, yeah Candace Gorwin, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So yeah, butchered. Yeah. So Mac is coming here weekly, but he's he's not looking to sell stuff. So that's what I was interested. In, that he's not like, hey, I got some stuff to sell because I need money. I'm mm-hmm. gonna sell you fancy stuff. I still he's actually looking. He's got money and he's looking to buy things. So that's interesting. That, he, that makes it does seem like he's working for Moriarty because he's making more money than he would as a math professor. He's right. getting money somehow and probably yeah. Ken is in on it too. Uh, yeah uh and so they're both making money somehow and they're looking but this guy particularly likes to buy things from pawn shops it's interesting that holmes even thought to you know i guess that makes sense like hey if some valuable thing was stolen maybe somebody pawned it off you know go look at the pawn shops for it but okay so that is a good point this he's got rough stones here and things like that that maybe somebody bought it from bought from here uh, it would have been nice if he said that. Hey, Ken, you know, Matt came and bought a rough stone mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, will, I will point this out as a really, you know, we're at a pawn shop here and we, we want to get specific about the clues here. And we do know, um, like, historically from Sublime's 1996 song, Pawn Shop, that <laughs> down there at the pawn shop, it's the only way to shop. Down there at the pawn shop, if it's not in stone. Down there at the pawn shop, at no end, no way to shop. Down there at the pawn shop, what has been told? Albino made of stone, just remember it's flesh and bone. So I just want to bring that up in the context of this case. Did that help? (laughs) Are you
1: serious? is that a code like are you
0: are you like Are did you do it like what's going on a- am i a letter <laughs> am i letter number five i'm doing oh my god
1: that who could, was expecting oh my that
0: god. could you imagine if there is no dear home service and i am dear home <laughs> service and i created all of this stuff just just for your birthday oh i would be the best friend ever oh my, my god
1: life. yeah wow now, bravo now
0: now i wish i would have done that i feel i feel bad i didn't think about that damn damn i should have, i should have spent 20 years planning this one birthday surprise for you um
1: and then you just show up at the end and it's like oh my god like
0: yeah.
1: how did you enter this world why are you there in 1895 exactly. i
0: don't know i'll be like hey justin lift up your printer and then like the astrolabe was underneath. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> I am so upset with myself. I didn't think to do that. I, you know what, next lifetime I'm going to think I'm going to shoot, shoot higher. Uh, I, I apologize. I should, have, I should have done a 4D chess game of this for you. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Who stole the astrolabe? Doctor Justin Young stole <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I mean, sure, everyone who does yeah. math knows that you should use it for criminal purposes exactly. to make yeah. money.
0: And that would have been funny because all of the references to mathematicians, like yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, next- I was surprised by that. Yeah, the next letter is from, like, a Swedish, uh, you know, Swedish university. And, <laughs> like, we had a postdoc here who had an astrolabe. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Swiss University. Swiss, yeah, Swiss, yeah, other, yeah. The other S word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I never so, learned
1: Swedish, God.
0: <laughs> okay, so I apologize for not doing that, but um, I didn't. So, back to But the you did action. read some
1: sublime lyrics to I did read you some sublime Some lyrics. purpose that I have yet to ascertain, but I'm just um... going to
0: say down here at the pawn shop, <laughs> it's a nifty way to shop. Down here at the pawn shop, it's another sold. That's all I'm going to say to you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to solve <laughs> the case.
1: Um, okay, well, I that will let's put that in the case file. Um, Uh, So the other thing that, you know, was definitely notable and very much to the point that you brought up about the previous letter is all this business about Mm -hmm. the, you know, the chimney work and, you know, he's got this uniform that he uses to clean the chimney and he stores it in the room like he wasn't wearing it. This is his claim, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. He wasn't
1: wearing it to, you know, the place. And I, and I do think, like...
0: It has to be true. He Everything he said, the way he describes himself and has been described is consistent with a guy who would not show up with a dirty uniform yeah. and dirty clothes. So I'm glad that they confirmed that.
1: Yeah, and it's not, you know, if he's, like, a criminal mastermind, like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: like, they wouldn't... Yeah, you know, like a person like that wouldn't do it either just because it's like I don't want to leave a bunch of soot yeah. everywhere while I'm doing this crime. Like that doesn't make any sense.
0: And, and I do think there's a really nice irony in this idea of this hoity-toity. That's the word I've been looking for. <laughs> hoity-toity and, and is it not, is it fastidious? Maybe that's the other word I'm looking for. This This guy who's like so up in arms about himself right? And thinks highly of himself. But actually, wasn't smart enough to be recruited by Moriarty, and he's mm-hmm. the one who's going off and going, "Oh no, what was me? Everyone, I can't get a job because everyone thinks I was like connected to Moriarty." And it's maybe it's like, well, maybe you actually weren't good enough. Maybe it's that, but maybe you actually weren't that great of a mathematician. Mm-hmm. And I do love—I think there's some delicious irony of a guy who thinks that the biggest problem in his life is that his associate with, with Moriarty. And if it wasn't for that, he'd have everything he wanted with, in fact, the people that he's been talking to who won't talk to him his his former colleagues are the ones who were smart enough to get recruited by Moriarty and are still engaged in like shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And one thing I will mention is there's still no, there's still no, um, Mention of any sort of love interest, any sort of other reason why he might be framed, you know, any other to your point. The first case later did say he didn't think their framing was a coincidence, but I'm still not sure what that really means.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I could that that could mean a lot of things. Um, uh, but I was just gonna say uh, you know, like, I think it's, it's kind of a rule, um, in, in mystery, you know, it would go, like, in my guidebook or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, more often than not, uh, the first named suspect is not guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, like I'm just kind of inclined to think that you know he, Finnegan is not guilty here. Yeah, it um, would be weird if he is guilty. Yeah, like after all this, like I I feel like the answer is something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, going on that and and assuming he's telling the truth that you know that he he left his uniform in his room right at the end, and he um. He, uh, uh, you know, was wearing clean clothes when he when he went to the uh, yeah. university, right? So, yeah. so he wouldn't have left the soot. Like, uh, it, you know, so what? I mean, it may it basically makes me think that there, there, whoever did it, you know, like knew knew that he, the
0: chimney sweep.
1: Knew that he was doing the chimney sweep stuff, and like specifically, like, got soot to like plant at the scene of the crime. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was thinking before, but, like, I feel like this is almost a confirmation. Like, the only other possibility here is that he's just lying, and he's also a very dumb criminal. Like, yeah, and that's the thing I, I don't really believe. The only, so. the
0: only thing that could be the extra thing that could happen here that I don't think would make sense for this type of mystery is he's got some sort of split personality, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Ah, that's the only other thing. Yeah, one, yeah. He, he thinks one thing, but something else is happening. Right. I don't think there's any evidence for us to go down that road. No. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, Ken Gord is the one who was at the end and he was drinking. He seems to have, you know, if anyone could know that he's also, Punikin is also a chimney sweep, it would be Ken. Yeah. Uh, I think, remind me, Ken was the one playing the music. That was Mac, I believe. Mac was okay. Mac yeah. was playing the music. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but there there might be in on it, but and and sorry, let me let me read again. Who is they the, haven't
1: typically what? mentioned together, and I do remember a thing from this uh, second letter that w- w- said something like. You know, if one of them's you know, in on it, they they must both be like one yeah. of them couldn't do it alone. I, I think that's yeah, they say something on and, and
0: so Matt, so you said Mac butcher did the was playing the music, right yes, he yes. was also the one at the pawn shop coming in yep. about once a month. So he's right. the one who's looking for things. yeah, so if anyone so so if anyone if he if he came across something like the Asher Lab. He would know where to go sell it now here's a question let me let me go down a little rabbit hole here what about this thing about the second pawn shop guy who's out sick (laughs) that that stand
1: out as yeah yeah it's a weird detail. I mean, that, that goes in the category of like, why are you telling me this? Like Mm -hmm. if, if, if there's a thing that they spend time on and it doesn't seem to have a point, then it makes me think, okay, there must, there should be a point and you know, like, we just can't see what it is at this point. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a valid thing to ask about like this, this, who is this? uh, Ernest Ballard character. So, so there's no, there's no M names here um so you know i, don't I would there's...
0: also point out just you know th- it is a pawn shop and he said there's a bunch of trinkets so yeah, someone okay. who wanted to buy a locket with an m on it could buy it from here
1: yeah 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 and they could even buy a locket that doesn't have an m and then get the joy to put an m yes. like there's all sorts of possibilities but yeah. yeah um uh yeah i i was thinking the same thing um but yeah, it's curious. Uh why, 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 why write it where there's two pawn shops and mm-hmm. one of them is closed because the 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 pawn guy is sick. Like I mm-hmm. it just feels, you know, this isn't, I mean, these aren't super long, right? This isn't a novel. Like we don't well, need like Yeah,
0: and it's weird that Sherlock would even know that in this town there's two pawn shops. Why does he mm-hmm. even know that? I mean, he's Sherlock Holmes but, like, why does that even why does he know that there's two pawns? Yeah, shops? he
1: looked it up in the pawn shop. I have no idea. Like, Yeah, why.
0: pawnshop.com Yeah. They have access to that? I mean, maybe
1: he just said, visit all the pawn shops. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know it does say, you requested said, I visit two, it's pawn, two pawn, shops. pawn shops.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. But, but, yeah. You requested I visit the pawn shops, of which there turned out to be two, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does sound like he knew there was two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's hard to get a- around that, um, but it's, I I don't know what to make of the the sick pawnbroker. It, the- it seems
0: like it's just a did something happen do. there?
1: Is there some business like because it's closed, like they yeah, could get I, in I,
0: there or something? I, well, I think I think Occam's Razor is that. There just this happens to be detail that there's two, and there's a detail that one's off. One we shouldn't think about because it's been closed. That's I want to say. Let's just think about the simplest explanation, which is just that. Hey, by the way, the second one you don't have to worry about because it was closed the whole time. And they said the guy didn't have any family members, so there wasn't. You know, he didn't have any children, so no one else would be opening the pawn shop in his in Mm -hmm. his stead. So all you have to worry about is this one pawn shop, which is where we get most of the information about the pawn shops, right? Right, right, uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that's all it means is that. Okay. There's just a detail that there was two, but hey, by the way, only one was really open in this time frame, and there's no way it would have been opened by anybody else. Okay. Uh, plus, plus the the main suspect or any, or one of the suspects can, um, or sorry, uh. Wait, who? Who's Mac. There? Mac. <laughs> uh, butchered is the yeah. one who has been visiting this one pawn shop, right? So, right. So, I think that means we should focus on that. Okay. Fine. I think that's fine. We should focus on this pawn shop. What I think is interesting, too, is like he says, okay, second, uh, first page, uh, sort of third paragraph. I don't know. I, I decide what a paragraph is. Third paragraph. <laughs> um, he says, I introduced myself as a traveling scholar. I'm fine with certain antiquities. By the way, I love that word, antiquities. It's one of my favorite words. <laughs> Do you ever come across things such as ancient jewelry, for example, in all Mariner's tools? And the guy says, yes, yes, just a moment. But he didn't come back with an ancient Mariner's tool.
1: No, he really didn't.
0: And that's he, what I find was, really interesting. Well,
1: maybe that's supposed to be ancient jewelry.
0: That's it. He disappeared... Pass the black curtain to the back of the shop and after early after cutting kind of one chest the size of a large melon. What what kind of melon? I would love to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess melons are one size, small, medium, or large. Uh, okay, so Mister Rayburn set it down and proudly showed me his most prized possessions because consisted of two raw, sorry, meager raw emeralds, a number of quartz rocks, and a chunk of business. So none of this. Yeah, you're right. These are these are sort of like. These are sort of like ancient jewelry, but they're not mariner's tools and they're not even finished products. You know, they seem to be pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that the bismuth, which I don't even know what that is.
1: I don't either. I feel like I should uh, look that up.
0: Yeah, bismuth is a highly dense, high density silvery pink tinge metal. Uh,
1: oh, okay. Oh, I see.
0: I see. Oh, it's oh, very pretty. Yeah, very nice. Oh, ooh, bismuth. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> its density is point nine, point seven nine grams a cubic centimeter. Okay, now I know the boiling point. Who cares? <laughs> okay, so. It's interesting that our lawyer knew where bismuth was, and he had to point that out to the pawnbroker.
1: Mhm, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree that was a I think that's the kind of detail that point. I don't know how important that is in this dear Home series. It's so specific,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah i I do think that once we get to the end of this and we see like what the solution is, uh we'll get a better clue about how how to think about these letters, I hope
0: so. I hope so. Um, I hope it's not I hope it's not nebulous.
1: <laughs> Maybe, all right, it's possible.
0: Because it's not like he said, Dear Mr. Holmes, I'm glad you hired me as a lawyer because you know I'm an expert at ancient jewelry, mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as being a lawyer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so I I guess I guess it was like here's my old sort of jewelry <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it is weird. Yes, yes. Just one moment. Here's yeah, the he's excited,
0: and it has nothing to do with what he's talking about. Okay, but the very end of that paragraph basically makes it very clear that the astrolabe has not come through. No one has pawned the astrolabe at this pawn shop.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. other pawn
0: shop is closed. I think we're supposed to take that to you know, this is lost rules, right? Which is to mean that whoever stole the astrolabe did not pawn it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, whoever stole the Astrolabe, took one of the stones out of it, put it in a locket, yeah. and dropped it in that water jug. I think they still have it, whoever had, uh, stole it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I would guess. Yeah.
0: And I think they have it because they want to ruin Fliniken's reputation, not because they want money.
1: I, because yeah. Even the
0: person who was coming to the pawn shop all the time wasn't coming to sell stuff, he was coming to buy stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I do think I do think there's room for the possibility that if if he's actually in on it, he, he bought the rock that was put in the thing here. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, but that's a very tiny point that and I'm not even a hundred percent sure the, is correct. The
0: pawnbroker didn't say Matt came recently and bought a rough stone. He
1: definitely did not say that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, you know I'm just trying. Like that just seems possible, and yeah, they would have to say some bullshit, like "Oh, he forgot," or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, Max, such a good friend, he told him, "Don't tell anyone, I bought this." I don't know. They they'd have to say something ridiculous.
0: What's, one line that stuck out to me on the on the uh, last page at the top is he says um, the bottom of the this paragraph ending. He says, um, "I spent another ten minutes." Perusing the store before leaving to catch a train. Oh, never mind. That does That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I thought he, I thought that was Mac saying that. Okay, never mind. I was like, "Where's Mac going to catch a train?" Okay, this is the guy just saying, "Quote: I have to leave now." Okay, never mind. That's fine.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think he he just lied to the yeah. pawnbroker that he had to catch a train
0: okay justin i mean dude we've had three letters you know three case letters four letters total i mean who did it and why i think that's the other problem is like i might be able to figure out who did it i just don't know why yeah yeah why
1: yeah it it does seem like the why is going to require um a lot of wild speculation like the type you were you were saying earlier like there's some there's some intrigue, some romantic intrigue in the background, or or, yeah. or or some kind of thing about his career, yeah. or in the know.
0: last letter, dear Mister Holmes, I forgot to mention I'm in I'm engaged to a woman whose family hates me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention the most important thing yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah that's i mean that's what it yeah it seems like that's what it's gonna have to be because it, he didn't he he definitely has not provided uh clear information of mm-hmm. um you know people who have a grudge against him you know yeah. um now i did as i was perusing the first letter i did remember um you were perusing or pursuing I was pursuing actually uh the first letter And I saw, I saw this little bit that I had forgotten about where, um, uh, this is, um, uh, yeah, this is, um, uh, Finnegan talking about, um, being taken to the station. Uh, It says, he apprehended me shortly afterwards and my former colleagues were unrepentant at the station Matt claimed I must have hidden away the artifact whilst Ken repeatedly explained that I was Professor Moriarty's protege and therefore, quote, obviously a viper. Like, the vindictive, I don't know, to me, like, there's just something weird. To me, this is the closest Mm -hmm. I could get to, like, it seems like people, you know, they they have this grudge against it. Like, you know, it's, it's going beyond it's going beyond like, we don't want to give you a job and like, oh, maybe you're just not good enough for this job or whatever. It's, it's like, it's like, no, like, you know, we're, we really like either a, they really think he's guilty and they really think he's a bad person or B they're lying and they're in on, you know? Uh, So anyway, that like, that's the closest I could get to anyone who's like openly, like, you know, seems like they have a grudge against him. So Mm -hmm. Anyway, that seems like that's what it's pointing to, but at the same time, it feels too obvious. So <laughs> I feel like there should be something more to the story than that. I, I'm still trying to work out the details of like what actually happened. Like, did you know, wh- you know, was the charwoman involved? What you know, did she use the key? Did she collaborate as well, or did they just like take the key and get a copy made and then give it back, Ooh. or some kind of elaborate thing like that, where like they actually used the key? and grabbed it and then broke the case and put the stone in there but all of that is still weird to me because i still don't understand why they did that
0: stuff because
1: it doesn't seem like like if that's a message like who's it a message to like what well, take keys? the
0: key yeah there's no reason to use the key to open the case if you're gonna break it later to frame somebody yeah you might as well just break it and frame the person yeah
1: just break yeah yeah just break it what are you doing yeah it. So, may I mean, maybe that didn't happen, and and maybe, uh, maybe the the thing about like I didn't actually see the astrolabe or whatever is just a red herring. I mean, that person mm-hmm. I'm suspecting might be guilty anyway. So you know, like, I I don't know. You can't necessarily believe uh, anything he said. I mean, he, why didn't he just say I saw the astrolabe? <laughs> like that just it's that's, that's a weird thing. But maybe it's just a red herring or something. And maybe it was just taken when the glass was broken. Uh, but I still don't understand why the stone's there. You know, I don't understand. I guess when- he
0: can't. I, he can't say I saw when I was going to the toilet, TMI, uh, <laughs> and I came back to my office. I saw the ashlight was missing because then he would have had to alert people then, and he waited for the charwoman to make the alert and then for him and his friend to come and go oh it's missing
2: mhm
0: so that's the only reason i would think is so that someone else can be the person who finds it missing
2: mhm
0: but that's not that strong of a reason but that's the only reason i can think of yeah
1: okay uh... okay uh... But yeah, I just like it. Doesn't seem like Finnegan is getting the message. If there is a message,
0: it's a question. Now, maybe this is going to be the key to the whole thing. Okay. Here's the key to the whole thing. I think I just solved it. You ready for me to solve it? Do it. it?
1: Solve it. (laughs) Let's go. I'm ready.
0: How? If somebody wants to frame Finnegan for this crime for some personal reason. How can they be assured he would show up to the university and be a suspect? They would have to make sure that he got an interview. Yes, to come there in the first place. Everything starts with Finnegan coming to the university for it's interview. a little
1: deeper than that. I think because not only does he have to be there. But there's also the business that when it was actually taken was not the day of the interview, but the day before when he had a tour that I think he booked himself. So, you know, they would have to know that he was going to do that. You know, I mean, that he, almost,
0: that he would come to the tour the day before the, the day interview. before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, you know. But
0: but 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 it wasn't stolen until the day of the interview. He only he just happened to say that he saw it when he was on the tour, but it wasn't stolen the day of the. Tour. Oh, it
1: was stolen the next day. It was stolen the day of the interview. He just said he saw it the previous he day. He just
0: said, "Hey, I happened Wait, to." Wait, is that right?
1: Okay, hold yeah. on. Now I'm confused. About I'm pretty the sure timeline.
0: that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. First letter.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going back to here.
0: And um, I will be straight to Mr. Holmes. I'm, in fact, familiar with the stolen object, but only superficially. I saw it for the first time on Brief Tour to Adelaide yesterday when I learned it had been part of the college collection for some time. So, yeah, it wasn't stolen on the day of the tour. It was stolen the next day of his interview. Uh, because that's the day that he saw Ken. Okay. Now oh, Actually, let's make sure that's true. What was the day that he saw Ken and and uh, Mac, and they didn't talk to him.
1: Oh, that was the day before the interview. Huh? As well.
0: So the day of the tour, that's when he sees Mac and Ken and they don't talk to him. Yeah. I'm trying to this is a long letter. Okay, most recently I secured an interview with for a tutoring position at Allyard's College Mathematics Department where two of my best friends, Mac and Colin were currently enjoying brilliant careers. I saw my pride and arrived the day before my interview to speak with them. Wait, are you sure it wasn't the day before? Hope with them hoping one or both of them might be willing to testify to a character was walking on the path or so the opposite noticed them ahead of me and approached both of them. Both 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 of them cut me dead and refused to even glance my direction. I plead with them to listen. Okay. The day of the tour is when he saw Ken and Mac. Okay, but when was it taken? <laughs> He says, dejected, I returned to the inn where I had been staying. I woke rather late today. That's got to be the next day. Yeah. Went down for a simple lunch of bread and cheese before my interview. Before at the my college. interview. Yes. And that When I
1: learned of the accusations. accusations.
0: Okay. Well, when the accusations is not the same as when it was taken. Um, damn, when was it taken?
1: Yeah. that Maybe the second letter says when it was taken. I, I really think it was taken on the interview day.
0: Dang, I thought that was easy to know. Let me see.
1: Because he never did the interview.
0: Yeah. He says, I first learned... Okay, this is the second letter from the constable. I first learned of the theft at Adelaide College just after 9 in the morning on the 1st of May. So that his letter is the third of May. Funakin's letter is the first of May. Shit, what does that mean? So that's the day it was taken. I does that mean that was a date of the tour?
1: <laughs> Why is this so <laughs> hard? Okay. 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 Um, yeah, I feel like there must be some clear statement about that. Um Okay, let's see. Blah blah blah.
0: Okay, I I had I first learned that theft of the Alec College, just after the nine in the morning on the first of May. I was making rounds when two professors came running to me. Okay, so that's definitely when it was taken. The first of May is when it was taken. So let's figure out from the first letter when his interview was because the letter was dated first of May. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he wrote the letter the same okay. day. The same day was taken, but it w- was it taken a day after his interview, the day after the tour? That's the question. It wasn't taken on the tour day because he says, Aha, here we go. Aha, I saw it on my brief tour of LA College yesterday, which was the 31st of March or whatever. Whatever comes before the 1st of May is a day of his tour. That's what it is. It was taken on the first of May. The day before was his tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's clear. That's clear. Did that solve the case? Did we solve it?
1: Uh. Okay. No, because here's the problem. No problem. Um, uh. Oh. Oh. Never mind. No. You're right. Here it is. It's. It's. Here it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, page three second paragraph using non-english professor rules um it says um the day before the theft he paid a visit to the school
0: yeah march 31st so, the so
1: the theft, yeah was, so the day of the theft was the day of the interview
0: which is april 1st Sorry. okay okay thinking, sorry I'm i'm i got my dates wrong
1: Okay, so 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 Wait. the day of the interview... Okay, so they would know about the interview, so that makes it easier to plan.
0: Wait. Sorry, I first learned of the theft at L.A. College just after 9 in the morning on the 1st of May. Okay, so that means... It means April 31st... Sorry, April 30th. April has 30 days. April yeah. 30th is when the tour was. Yeah, but the first is when the theft was, which is also when he learned about it. He learned about it on the same day. Yeah. Okay. Did that solve And the it? first
1: letter was written, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The the this is the first. Yeah. Letter
0: was, it makes sense. He wrote it on the day he was he was uh, accused
1: question yeah exactly yeah so okay okay yeah i just i got confused i thought it was taken when he did the tour but it was actually taken yeah. i think i think that this is what they say at the beginning it, the when he goes to the tour it says um uh, uh the constable says it was during that time waiting in the atrium i surmised that he hatched his plan to steal the astrolabe Mm-hmm. so so the this he's speculating that he saw he it, it and then yeah and did it did it the next day
0: because
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was the day before but the i gotta
0: say it's not even a great plan for Funicard, right for Nican, right because like we don't know that he knows a pawn broker we don't know he knows what to do with it to sell yeah. it now we do know he's hard up for money we do but he also seems to be a guy who Has a certain morality to him where even though he's ashamed of his stature in life right now, that stealing to make heirs to be above his station wouldn't doesn't seem like he would do that. And it doesn't seem like he had an easy access to, 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 to sell it to somebody who would give him the money. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he wants money. What he seems like he wants is a reputation. Yeah, yeah, job and career and a reputation. Yeah, he doesn't just want money. So that's definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't even. It doesn't make sense. I mean, go
1: back to that thing of you know everyone who does math knows that Mm -hmm. you should use it to get money, but you you have to be uh, you have to Mm -hmm. not have scruples or whatever they said like. Yeah. So that that kind of implies that he could probably make money if he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know. But he he's trying to do it like the right way. At least that's yeah, the way So he's so why himself.
0: go so low as to be a chimney sweep if he himself acknowledges he could make money by ignoring the law and yeah it. yeah that makes sense
1: yeah yeah so sense. yeah no I I don't I don't think I don't think that Finnegan is guilty here I, I think it's somebody else. I feel like Mac and Ken are...
0: are the only like hesitation
1: is I feel like they're too obvious.
0: I feel like it's too obvious. I feel like I don't know the why either.
1: I definitely I don't, don't know the why. why. The why is always harder. So you I, have, I,
0: the, have the opportunity. I just definitely. don't know the motive. I don't know why they would do it. And I'm worried that the fourth letter that we have... I can't believe the fourth letter is going to answer everything. Is gonna it's gonna be Sherlock Holmes saying, here's what happened and why. Is that
1: how it works? I'm kind of confused about I how it. I don't really works. know. Do they I even don't... tell you the answer, or you're still supposed they to guess do... the answer?
0: I think they I think I think the last letter is Holmes explaining what happened and why and how and who did it.
1: Okay. But okay. I don't know if
0: letter four is that letter. I don't okay. know if you're expecting a fifth letter or not. Um, okay. So if you're ready, we could go look at letter four, and see if that <laughs> explains things. <laughs> yeah, if you want, yeah, we could do that. You want to do it on this one? Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's do another podcast. We'll okay. we'll, we'll end this one here for podcast number three. All because, right, you uh, decide. Yeah, what do you think happened so far? <laughs> you have guys have read the letter you have heard what we talked about what do you think so far let us know in the comments yeah uh, yeah i mean i'll tell you who i think did it so far listen i'm still looking at ella i think there's something with that relationship with ella and uh Moffitt, her husband something weird there um but that's like uh that's just me like adding more to the puzzle than i think is really there Mm-hmm. But I think I think Ken and Mac are the obvious suspects. They have to do with his pawn shop. Mac, you know, he's always looking for stuff at the pawn shop. They both have money. It, it's really the why. Why would they go this far? And I really think it's 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 Ewan's Ewan Finnegan's fault for not telling us more about the why. I think he knows more why he might be framed. And I feel like he's not telling us why. Um, yeah, somebody might frame because I, I almost feel like he's too oblivious to even know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a really obvious why he would be framed. And I also think there's this interesting idea that Mac and and Ken were working with Moriarty and nobody knew about it. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and they're still having fine careers because nobody found out about it and and uh Funaken was a scapegoat and because nobody cared about him and so they said oh yeah he was a maraudy too yeah nobody cared about him so he can like be thrown on the bus but ken and mac were more were reeling in on it so therefore they were more surreptitious about their connection to him right um so they've been and, and maybe that's the thing too what if what if they're gonna be exposed soon maybe that's a thing maybe that's a reason to pin something on Footy Ken is like Mac and Ken's relationship where is gonna be exposed oh did he threaten to expose them did he threaten I don't feel like he knows he I feel like you he don't think he head. knows. but maybe somebody else threatened to expose you him? don't think he would
1: um keep that a secret because dot 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 i don't know why um uh I, i'm just trying to come up with a motive you know for uh-huh. like why, why him like is it really just he was there and they're like well, we'll just you know mm-hmm. like there's no there isn't really a particular motive just like they wanted to pin it on somebody but then what's the point right because it seems like it's it seems like it wasn't for the money and like, he's not getting the message. It
0: almost seems like if Bundekin gets hired at a college, that fact will alert people to know what Ken Mac did. It almost seems like they're trying to stop him from getting hired because that will expose them. That's what it Mm -hmm. seems like. So I don't know how that really works in practice. Uh, but that's what it seems like. Like they're trying to make sure he doesn't get high. And he was only going for a tutoring position. He wasn't even trying to be a professor or anything, right? Like, like. But if he gets, if he gets hired somewhere, people are gonna know that other people were involved with Moriarty, including them, and that's gonna ruin, you know, that's gonna ruin their style. But I guess you know, the unanswered question is, how are they, how are they living it up so much, money wise? Yeah, you know, Max going once a month to like figure out to to buy stuff at the pawn shop, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, it seems to suggest professors aren't making enough to do that normally. So I don't know what professors made in eighteen ninety five, but it's they're suggesting that they're that they're they're making enough to where they're very comfortable. Yeah, which means they have something to protect. Yeah. Um, so what would it mean for them to to hide the fact that they were the Moriarty like that that you know, I guess that's the question. What are the threats, right? What are the threats to them? Somebody pinning them to Moriarty, we already if we take Funiken's theory at heart that he can't get a job because of his connection to Moriarty, then maybe that'll be true for Mac and Ken that if somebody finds out that they mm-hmm. are they will be fired. They won't have their jobs. Um, so, God, but why steal the Vastrolabe?
1: Yeah, maybe they're just worried if he gets too close. But yeah, it just seems so elaborate. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just how these stories go. I don't know. I, another thing I wanted to throw out was this chambermaid. I, I don't really have a specific mm-hmm. accusation to make, but this chambermaid is like named and Mm -hmm. and you know she's the one who brings the water and also like he left his sooty uniform in the room that Mm -hmm. she would have access to so i'm just saying like if the chambermaid's involved i just want to make sure i say that that that's a possibility
0: (laughs) what's her name she's winnie winifred doar you know what uh, w upside down is i
1: do and that's a good point actually it could actually be. It isn't an M. It's actually a W. That's hey. Throw it in. Throw it in.
0: Throw it in the pot.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point.
0: Oh but what shit! What does this mean? Like, does this mean that Mac is as like is like swooning her and is like, hey, Winnie girl, you so Welsh? <laughs> I love me somewhere. You just else. got here last
1: week from Wales. Yeah,
0: you from Wales. So <laughs> you, know, you kind of British. <laughs> and like maybe you want me to help you out somehow. I don't know how it works. I uh, agree. I think that's
1: a problem, but uh wasn't that a comment? Uh wasn't that a comment? Uh what was the thing in the first one about that? Um the first letter? Uh, I think was it the first letter? uh god i wish i could i don't remember where anything is um uh let's see uh oh oh no i think it was i think it was a second letter um uh blah 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 oh yeah yeah it says butcher has a far from favorable reputation with the barmaids oh and that's actually um that's actually uh uh i already forgot his name mac that's not um, the other guy, his name I also forget.
0: Glen uh, Ken
1: Ken Ken. Oh my God! Ken okay. Gord
0: Mac Butcher. Yes,
1: yes. I don't know why
0: that's like the hardest names.
1: They're for weird me to remember. Names I
0: don't know why either. They're weird um, names.
1: Um. So barmaid isn't the same as chambermaid, but they both end in maid. Uh. So. Uh. Anyway, like I guess like one. Th- this is like really going out on a limb here. I don't think this is true, but just you know, just throwing it out there that it's, like, some kind of weird, uh, he's threatening her with something, I don't know, I'll, I'll get you fired, I'll, I'll, I don't know what, Uh, you know, to convince her to do it, or he just paid her off, Um, you know, uh, to do it, you know, I don't know, I'm just, I, it just seems like, you know, A, she's named, B, she has access to some of this stuff, so I just feel like, I just feel like I got to, I want to make sure I cover all my bases here. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And so I just want to say, you know, if, if, if there's anything going on with this chambermaid, I, you know, just gotta, I I just gotta make sure I I throw that in um, before we end this.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. This is tough. This is tough. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. It
1: is. It is. Um, yeah i mean it is gonna be hilarious if they're like it was ella all along and it's like yeah. oh my god really yeah. um like someone we haven't mentioned since a very brief paragraph in the yeah, first letter
0: and it's just like it's just like we'll just explain how it works but all the other letters were red herrings
1: yeah 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 that's what i'm saying i feel like um uh you know once we figure out what the answer is to this then we can kind of look over it and see like how how they build these things and how much of this stuff is just red herring or incidental detail and like how they reveal their clues and what they're expe- the dots they're expecting us to connect i'm yeah. still confused about the dawn and night like discrepancy i i i find that to be really mm-hmm. unsettling i, I cuz they knew it's what they
0: Nighttime and dawn are very close if it's the same day. You know what I mean? Like, like very late at night is also early in the morning.
1: Oh, you think you think that's what he's saying? Like, I don't think that's what he's saying. Okay, but I'm
0: just saying if it was this, like, you know, uh, 4 a.m. on a day is not the same as 11 p.m. on the same day, right? But there is a connection yeah i don't know uh
1: yeah no that's let's see uh
0: i mean dawn uh, is five six seven a.m right and that's not the same thing as night on the same day so
1: yeah so it says um uh it says on the night of my rest I'd been in my room blah 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 um and then it says um, constable Salo began pounding at my door this was moments before 8 like I don't think he would describe 8 as a time at night unless it's you know if it's dawn
0: Yeah <laughs> it's not dawn 8 p.m is not dawn yeah. no
1: Like if it if it was if it was 4 you know, yeah. then I could sort of see, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's dawn, but it's also night, but. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'm still, I, I don't know. It's like, why, why would the constable lie about when he's going to go? Or did something happen in between the two where like he got held up with something and then, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. like, why? I just, why, why would they do this? Why don't they just say he came and t-
0: it's, it's he's like just, well, well why would he come at dawn in the begin with well, I don't know he was i I assumed he was just doing the first thing like the next
1: day when I mean, he got on you know really
0: specific
1: yeah, well, that's true <laughs> uh yeah, I plan to pay a visit at dawn um uh so yeah, it's like—is he like? Why would you even lie about that? Like, I'm going to tell Holmes that I'm going and done. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go until late that evening. Like, what? Like, who cares? Like, I don't—I don't understand. Is it—is it a clue? You know? Did they just fuck up? Like, I don't even know what to think. But it's bothering me. So, so there.
0: Let's say it. All right. You ready for the next letter
1: yes yes we can we can close this one out so all right yeah thank
0: everybody for uh following along with us for case letter three and we'll be back next time for case letter four
1: thank you thank you bye everybody